fucked up everything. The Blues are on an eight-game winning streak as we approach the new year, and everything appears to be right in the Gateway City. But is the looming cloud of Alex Petrangelo's unsigned contract extension about to rain on our parade? We'll discuss, and we'll touch on all the league news we've missed, which might take us as long as 90 seconds. So we've got to move, move, move. Let's get started, and let's go Blues! guys one cup podcast it is monday very strange for Mm. us december 30th and we're reunited and it feels you know it feels fine fine. we've been reunited for several hours so it feels you know like old hat at this point Mm. especially (laughs) since we were only apart for a little over a week but ian you traveled to the great north the wonderful land of the land of hockey, I've been told. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state, state of hockey. Of hockey yes. uh, Ian, how were the lakes? How were really the nothing else distinguishable whatsoever about that state? How was Minnesota? <laughs> Minnesota is like Michigan, except for Michigan, the lakes are around the state, whereas in Minnesota, they're in the state. That's right. And I mean, that also borders like also, Superior. I don't Michigan's know. Michigan's like are much more impressive. <laughs> hey now. But uh, hey, you can't bathe your you can't purify yourselves in the waters of wait Lake Minnetonka in Minnesota. You can mm-hmm. do that in Minnesota. Can't do it in Michigan. I bungled the hell. <laughs> <laughs> See they're the same state. Purify you don't yourselves know. in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. See I can say the whole mm-hmm. sentence. There you go. They have a street called Minnehaha. I believe they have an area called Minnehaha. Everything's just mini up there. <laughs> they even have a little area called honest to God called Little Canada. And I don't know what it's the whole damn state. What its thing could be? Yes, just Are they being just more even of the same. more polite. <laughs> sure. Like, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, howdy, howdy. Minnesota nice is what they call things, and what they really mean to say is we're very passive aggressive. Yeah, it's very judging and a very quiet way, but with a smile. Yeah, a socially smile. acceptable judgment. That's what we're yeah, all exactly. about in Minnesota. And honestly, I don't know much about the rest of Minnesota, but I can get down with that. Yeah. That's fine. That's great. So you had a good time up yes. there? Being so quietly socially judged. <laughs> good yeah. honest. It was good. It was fun. It's cold, but not, not too cold. Went back to the old University of Minnesota stomping grounds and saw that it's been gentrified, and I hate it. Oh, has it really been? That's <laughs> the area is. that would be considered, like, the area that would be, like, the loop or the Delmar Loop down here in St. Louis. It was called Dinky Town. Again, very small. A mini, if you will. Dinky, <laughs> one might even yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Up in uh, Minnesota. And it used to be, it's still very nice. But now there's tons of giant apartment buildings around it. Uh-huh. And the little burrito place I enjoy, it still exists, but it's now surrounded by like seven-story buildings. And it's just a tiny little two-story shack. I don't like that. There's a Starbucks there now because oh, people demanded it. Yeah. Uh, there's a... <laughs> They're not just requested, they demand <laughs> They demanded it. There is a Target, a mini Target. Again, mini. I swear to God, it's like a quick Target. Now, the Target you worked at out there, that was a full-size Target? That was a real Target. Or was it, did you only do that in Springfield? 
No, no, no. I, I worked okay. at a Target okay. in Minnesota. There's only one Target in Springfield, but that's because you're too close to Arkansas, which is the home of Walmart, right, and right, they, right, right, right. I'm surprised they even stand for one Target right. <laughs> in that town. Bring the pitchforks and yeah. knives out if you have a second Target. But yeah, it was fun. It was that's good. good. That's good. How about you? You stayed around in, in the great state of the great state of Missouri, <laughs> Missouri, right. the city uh, of St. Louis. Christmas travels for me were non-existent, which is nice. Uh, mm. Kind of wish. I, I do miss the times because my grandma lived in, in Decatur, Illinois, which isn't far. Mm-hmm. But at least it's like you arrive at a place and you yeah. unite with people. Not a lot of that when your you know, family is just in South County. Um, but uh, it was still a great holiday. We still yeah. had a lot of fun. We've got a, a baby in the family now, so that's very sweet and very enjoyable. Uh, so, yeah, it was good. And then last night I uh, drove over my phone with uh, with my car. So. Yeah. I don't know the whole story, <laughs> and I don't know if you care to tell it here, but I'm going to say go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I can't leave the teaser. I'm not going to do the podcast classic and say, no, you know what, we'll talk about oh, that all. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you got to um, be withholding but, for these people. But, um, no, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a very simple story. Last night I came home uh, around dusk, a little after dusk, and I was getting Dust. out of the car carrying things, and I guess my phone must have fallen out of my pocket, and and for some reason, um, or fallen out of my hand, and for some reason, usually I'm the guy who's like, where the fuck is my phone? Where is it? I have to find it. It must be in my hand right now. Usually, I've been, I used to be that guy, and fortunately, I guess, until this <laughs> happened, I've chilled out a little bit on that, and so I was just like, eh, it's somewhere, I'll find it. But when So I, it was. But when I left the house again later that night i was like you know what i'm only running a quick errand i don't even need to find it before i leave i'll just it'll show up because i was like in my head i was like i haven't found it so it's probably in the car Mm. and i'm kind of like rushing to get this errand done so i'll go out to the car and if i don't see it eh, i'll find it when i get back well it was under the car is what i found out it was uh i guess it was probably like i said fallen when i gotten out and slid into the path of the tire because when i found it later it was well clear of the tire and i thought i dodged a bullet until i got it inside and saw the screen was very smushy (laughs) so uh it seems to be functioning fine which is a miracle uh, given that it was run over with a car and in a cold damp night for probably five or six hours so looks to be doing all right there's one section of the screen that won't respond to touch at all which is a little worrying but i assume that's still like part of the screen repair right that's Mm -hmm. not like another like whole part they'd have to replace because i do have the insurance that That does help unlimited screen repairs for 29 dollars i just break them left and right as long as i got 30 bucks um but uh yeah if, if you're a phone expert let me know if that uh Screen replacement should cover the the damaged part of the screen, too. The display's totally fine, so I assume it's just the screen. Like, there's literally nothing wrong except for the cracks in the screen, and then the one, like, there's literally just a row, like, the width of, like, the icons on the screen itself where I can't touch nothing. Um, See, that would aggravate me. But, yeah, and it is aggravating. What aggravates me, now that you've gotten me started, what really pisses me off is that I spend $15 a month for the right to protect my phone, which is fine because it's a $1,000 computer I carry everywhere and drop all the time. So, to me, I know some people go without the case and without the screen protector and without the insurance. That's your that's your life to me. Can't do it. Couldn't possibly live like that. I don't mm. live on the edge. Uh, I'm Minnesota nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... 
Uh, I pay $15 a month for that service. I already have the $29 deductible for a screen replacement, which feels outrageous. It's a $200 deductible, by the way, if I had to replace the phone whole cloth. Uh, and then the part that really bothers me is when I do all that, uh, I still have to wait till Friday for this person to come to my house and replace my screen, which is fine, I guess. But... Um, People don't live with their phones, without their phones, for a week at a time, you know? Mm. And so it's a little frustrating. Uh, a little mad at Verizon for that. But you know what? We get through. If I just wanted to to violate the warranty, I could just take it to any of the kiosk places and they could bingo, bango do it in a minute. But I'm too much of a rule follower <laughs> and I follow the rules and they bite me in the ass. As has been established, you do not live on the edge. That's right, because I'm Minnesota. <laughs> so uh, we are here. Uh, we're reunited. We have two mostly functioning phones and maybe like half a functioning brain. Mm-hmm. So uh, we already recorded an episode of our Soccer Talk Lads podcast. You can go check that out if you want to learn more about our wild and interesting social lives. Uh, uh, it's pretty much the same podcast as this, except you don't use uh, blades. You use your feet and the ball is round and the accents are British. And that's just about it. Mm-hmm. Those are the only differences. And by that, I mean we speak in British accents the entire time. And you can only know if I'm telling the truth or not by checking out the podcast, so you might as well do it. Um, (laughs) You're already halfway there. While you're in the App Store, may as well subscribe to this podcast and review it, subscribe to that podcast and review it, and hey, if you haven't done it, follow both of our podcasts on Twitter, at TwoGuysNoCup and at STL underscore podcast. That's by far the most professional plug we've ever done Mm -hmm. Honest to God, Ian, we might be getting better. We've been promising it for so long. Let's let the people decide. (laughs) That's right. Um, Speaking of people that are getting better, Jake Allen started the Blues game against the San Jose Sharks, and I'll be damned. You know, I'm not going to eat crow because I was right, and I am still right, and they will still have to trade him, but I'm pretty happy for Jake. I really am. I didn't ever, and, and this is one of the things that I think that, like, Allen... Um, as you would call them, loyalists, or as one as oh one might boy. call them, uh, the Allen loyalists or supporters get wrong. Is I think they think a large majority of the so-called Allen haters are out to get Jake Allen, and it was never that for us, and I don't think it's that for a lot of people. I think for most people, it's just hey. Honestly, looking at this guy's stats suggest he's certainly not worth this price and definitely not as a backup. Mm-hmm. And this year, I still don't think he's worth the price, be honest with you, because of the number of games he started. But he's been exceptional after the few early uh times he fell on his face. So, uh did really well against San Jose in this game, too. This game feels like a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. I realize it's only nine ago. games, nine days ago, but this was pre-Christmas. Uh, this was the Saturday before Christmas. Uh, Bennington, there was that whole weird saga where Bennington was like maybe kind of hurt and the Blues weren't telling us, and mm. I didn't like that. I don't care for it. How do you feel about the whole like lack of transparencies with injuries in the NHL? Because to me, it's very like... 1974 <laughs> it is weird and i kind of get it because they want to say oh i don't want the opposition to target that part of the the body on that guy but don't they tell you what the guy was out with in the nfl and that 
Uh-huh. The sport and is predicated on pulling sport. the guy down and hitting him. Because the NFL makes all its money off fantasy, and that's what will ultimately change this in the NHL, too, is when gambling becomes a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have questions about you know, player health when gambling mm-hmm. and, and daily fantasy take over the NHL. And maybe I'm... Maybe I'm too naive, but I don't think, especially for goalies, like, oh, he hurt his ankle. Oh, they're going to go after that goalie's ankle. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? No, just like tell us what it is. It felt very odd that they wouldn't say that he was even injured. Mm-hmm. He had some maintenance days, which I understand. Yeah. But he's also a much bigger player than Alex Steen, who's going to have some maintenance days. And it's like, yes, but Jordan Bennington, does he need, if he needs those, why? Mm-hmm. I understand why Alex Steen needs them. He's 53. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jordan Bennington is young and spry. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mean, think he needs those. He worked so much in the last year that I'm not too worried about it. Mm-hmm. And it was the right time to get it for him. Yeah. The thing that sort of confuses me is, like, if he just needed a break, then why'd you give him the start before Christmas? The mm-hmm. LA Kings game? Why didn't you just let him have the whole, like, basically two weeks off? Like... That's fine if he needs a rest, but whatever. Uh, it's all worked out well, and Bennington is second star of the week, so he hasn't obviously suffered too much, and we'll just say, hey, we're good, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, Alan started this. Uh, Martin Jones also started this game, so Never good. for the first time that I can remember with Alan and Nett, I confidently went in knowing we had unquestioned goaltending superiority. <laughs> um, and Barbashev returned to the lineup in this game. First period was crap. Alan looked really good. The Blues were heavily outshot. And Ryan O'Reilly took a hooking penalty because he's a dirty thug. Um, but He took no penalties before. And now he takes a very small amount. Yeah. But to me, I'm still like, what the 20 fuck 20 penalty minutes on? for him seems like a, just a real undisciplined streak. Yeah. This is like his teenage rebellious years. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the sacrifice he's made to jump from like a 60-point score to like a 75 I'll point take score. it. Yep, that's a trade I will take. I will trade. I'll trade a penalty minute for every point. Don't, I won't even have, I won't even <laughs> question it. Uh, Brent Burns uh, did score early in, the sec- early in the second period. We... Even as good as we've been lately, have not addressed the early period or late period taking the foot off the gas. Uh, this was Carlson <laughs> almost bungling a keep in because God is he a shell of his former self. But he grabbed it and let got it to Burns for the one timer off the pipe. Uh, Burns had a six goal, not good. Carlson twenty four assists, fine. Hurdle fifteen assists. The Sharks Ian are not themselves. They've been defanged a little bit. Uh, and uh, I don't worry about them anymore. I don't. I don't even know if I worried that much about them last yeah, year. Yeah, well, that's true. I don't think we were too worried coming into that series. Uh, and speaking of losing your baby teeth, Jordan Cairo <laughs> with his second NHL goal, assisted by Jaden Schwartz. Uh, this was another play where Cairo barely avoiding an offside, intercepted a play through the neutral zone. Carlson and Vlasic collapsed and weakly stick checked and do absolutely nothing. Cairo. Uh, had an unconvincing backhand that still managed to beat Jones through his flat and undifferentiated five-hole. <laughs> oh, oh no. throwback to last week, folks. You gotta go listen. But uh, that was a $24.25 million trio of defensemen and goaltenders that Jordan Cairo made look like his bitch. How did you <laughs> feel about that goal? I loved it. I had to look up uh, Martin Jones' current contract. Uh, they 5.25 have a, million or 75 million? 5.75 million. Through 
2023? 2023-2024. Oh, uh, God! He not only has this year, he has four more years in San Jose because God knows they're not going to move him. The dentist, baby. He's not going to let you leave. Yeah, even if you're shit. <laughs> even if you're bad, you should. That, you know... We're going to do, I should have announced this at the top, but we're doing a bonus episode later this week where we look back at the decade that was. And it was a decade of Doug for the Blues because um, that was, I mean, literally Doug Armstrong started his current job in like the first off season and mm-hmm. by the last off season he'd won us a cup. So it really... I mean, we're not going to make the podcast all about Doug Armstrong, but we'll definitely talk about him. And we talk about, you know, we talk about him like his biggest weakness is bad contracts. Mm-hmm. And what's his worst one ever? Yori Laterra? Probably. Yeah. And we look around, you look around the league at other guys like Doug Wilson, who is still considered a good, a very good GM. And he's got three or four contracts currently that are ten times worse than Laterra ever was. You know? That's kind of inexplicable. Steen, Steen is maybe another bad... I mean, it's another bad contract, but, like, you compare that to Martin Jones? I'd I'd rather give Alex Steen the rest of Martin Jones's contract than give it to Martin Jones. Like, if you told mm-hmm. me, gun to my head... You have to pay one of those guys $5.75 million through 2024. Give me Alex Steen. He'll be nothing by the end of it, but at least he won't probably be actively destroying my team <laughs> night in, night out. Oh, That's they, just... They gotta move on, and I don't even know how you I don't do know that. how you do. I don't know what you do. I guess you just have to do the Schneider and say, hey... You're in the minors now. Sorry. You gotta you gotta go for a Hail Mary if you're Doug Wilson because God knows you just like sank your own career with that contract. Yeah. I mean on top of like you said, the Carlson contract, the Burns contract, the Vlasic contract. Like it's just Yeah, there's nothing there's no coming back. I don't I mean, they they cannot progress with this goaltending. Mm-hmm. They they have shown their ceiling and their ceiling is very, very low. <laughs> Every time I hear a pundit say like, they're not this bad. And we have, there's so many hockey pundits that say that about literally every team. They'll say that about the uh, Detroit Red Wings who are fucking awful. Like, oh, they're not this bad. Mm-hmm. No, San Jose is this bad. Yeah. And any moment that they're, they're on a three. They're arguably worse. Yeah. I feel like they're yeah. arguably worse. I would agree. I would think they're technically outperforming themselves <laughs> yeah, right now. So. And I wonder if some of it is last year, like, on the surface, we acknowledge that, like, yeah, they snuck through the playoffs with a couple of lucky calls. Mm-hmm. But then I think we do this a lot when we get to the next preseason. We don't really weigh that against them. Mm-hmm. And we don't really think, actually, this was, like, a, a pretty convincingly beat in the first round team. And instead we think, oh, this was the yeah, Western the Conference runner-up. And it's like, nah, nah, <laughs> they weren't. That's Martin Jones was bad then. He's bad now. He's always going to be bad. He used to be good, I think, but maybe I, not. Yeah, that's what I'm mean. like, wasn't he? <laughs> but, um, I mean, he got this contract somehow, but as soon as he did, it's been all downhill, and I just, oof, it's bad. And that wasn't, I don't even think, really his worst play on this. Uh, Jaden uh, Schwartz got the power play goal a few minutes later. Uh, crazy good passing, uh, and it's crazy what good passing will do on a power play. Uh, the backdoor feed from Shin to Schwartz for the empty netter. Um, and, um, yeah, that gave the Blues the 2-1 league. Stefan Noessen, who had recently arrived from 
the Penguins off mm-hmm. waivers uh, had um, his second goal of the season. Brendan Dillon and Brent Burns assisted on that. <sighs> Who cares? Uh, he got the big slap shot and nets a goal in his first game as a Shark. But Alex Petrangelo stepped up to the plate with the 11.07 goal in the third period to score his eighth of the season. Schwartz with a side-to-side pass in the neutral zone. Petrangelo hit a laser off the crossbar, and as much as I'd like to, I can't even blame Martin Jones because uh, it was just that good of a shot, and believe me, I want to. Uh, Steen took a holding penalty, but it didn't matter. Bufner didn't... Bugner? I forget. Bugner, I think, Bugner, right? Yeah. No, it's not. I'm sorry. It should it it should be like in the grand scheme of English, like a GH shouldn't ever be an F. But knowing what I know about English, that should be Boofner. But anyway, that's um, too bad. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I guess I just don't get my way on this. Uh, O'Reilly and Petrangelo added uh, empty net goals exactly a minute apart. Uh, Petrangelo, or, oh yeah, O'Reilly's was the 190-foot uh, laser into the empty net because he can do everything. Yeah, he's and practicing. Petrangelo also had a tricky shot from the blue line against the boards, which is a real improvement on last year in the postseason when we literally could not score an empty net goal most of last season, I think, but mm-hmm. especially the postseason. Uh, how did this game feel, Ian? Um, You know... Maybe I wrote this. Maybe I should say how it feels. No, but you go I, ahead. No, I'll come with my own feeling. Thank you very much. Um, this game felt a lot. What am I trying to say? It was a 5-2. They'll say this a lot. Let me phrase it this way. A lot of the times when it's a 5-2 game, they will say the score did not reflect the game. Yeah. It was a lot closer than that. Obviously, it was 3-2 at one point. And they just scored the two empty netters. So really, it was a very close game. No, it felt like a 5-2 game. These they scored The Blues scored their two empty netters, and it reflected exactly mm-hmm. how the game felt. At no point did I ever feel like the Blues were going to lose to the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Like, not one iota, which is pretty insane, because I do have the... Because <laughs> we're deeply yeah, troubled. <laughs> yeah, I do have the insides <laughs> of someone that would think, no, 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 this is where the Blues crumble and lose 15 in a row. Yeah. But... At no point did I ever think that the Sharks were coming back in this game. At no point did I think the Blues had lost control of this game. Mm-hmm. They're they've been very composed through this winning streak. Yeah. Just very, very They're composed. They're a little scary right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah, that's what I wrote in my notes is just it may be the shark on the sweater, but it's not the San Jose Sharks mm-hmm. we played. It's some Frankenstein team. <laughs> and honestly, we were heavily outworked for large portions of this game. I don't know what mm-hmm. the Corsi 4 numbers were, but I bet they weren't to our advantage, certainly in the first period, and I think in parts of the third. But it really just never felt like we would even come close to losing this game. And like you said, it may be you know kind of a phantom 5-2 because of the uh, two empty netters, but also it doesn't feel like a 3-2. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a game we ever should have been in the conversation of losing, and ultimately we didn't. Um, and it's kind of sad what's become of California hockey when you look at how friggin' good all three of those teams were. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't just the Kings. Uh, they were the ones winning cups the last decade, but all three of those teams were so good, and now they're just nothing just nothing that whole division is just like yikes <laughs> like i know i mean the coyotes are good i yeah, really think they're, they're legitimately mm-hmm. good but it's not because of scoring well, that's and what i knights, mean yeah it's different the knights are good but they're like frankenstein weird good and then it's everybody else and they're not good and the oilers are really not good by the way but we'll talk about oh. that some other time um 
we played the Los Angeles Kings on Monday mm-hmm. before Christmas, which also feels like forever ago. This was in Los Angeles. Bennington was back in the net. We got our yearly appearance from John Hamm in the press box. Mm. I felt a little bad great. for him. It looked like you didn't like. It looked like he wanted to be left alone. I'll be honest. Like he looked like he was having a good time. It was like Could yeah. Be, yeah. I, uh, I'm up here because you are here and uh-huh. my team is here and I'd rather just watch the game. Yeah. I feel like that's fair, but that dude carries the flag so hard for this city and no, I do yeah. like that about him. Um, uh, but yeah, you're pretty, you're probably right about the, you know, I did, I don't know how you don't get tired of that crap because John Hams particularly just seems like such a normal guy, mm. you know? And it's like, I gotta do this shit. Again. I think if I'm getting JK and Panger to the face, I'm just like, man. Oh yeah, tone it down a little bit. Especially Panger. Yeah, it's just like, dude, maybe touch me a little. Less. <laughs> I feel like you'd be a toucher. Don't you uh, feel like you'd be a toucher? Yeah, he's, he's like, come on, big guy, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, ah, ah, I got you, grabbing you by the shoulders. <laughs> Don't say like, big guy. That's yeah. everyone, buddy. So I'm five nine. I'm just happened to. <laughs> I'm actually happened to dwarf your short. I'm actually ass. below average of yeah. male height. <laughs> but you know, compared to you. Uh, he is six one according to the internet. So I mean, he looks he's like a very tall. Um, January Jones though only five six. So I don't know. That came up automatically. Oh yeah, I, mean, I don't just memorize January Jones's height. Although I would. <laughs> so the Los Angeles Kings are also oh really really bad. Yeah. Um, Braden Shin got his sixteenth goal of the season to open up the game. Four fifty one in. Uh, Kyra's speed forced a penalty. This is, team is bad. We scored again, 543 power point goal by Schwartz. <sighs> I don't even want to really dive into these goals super deep. <laughs> we scored again. Vince Dunn, six goal assisted by Jacob oh, Delarose. This one was nice. Yeah, this one was interesting. You want to talk about this one? They talked a lot about in this game how the Kings were playing like a man defense, you know, man on man. And if you remember, uh, it was only last season with Mike Yo that we were doing that shitty old man-on-man defense that Barrett Jackman dissected mm-hmm. so nicely in the, the athletic article with JR. And yeah, it doesn't work. Not very good. Mm. It's probably good like four-on-four four or three-on-three three and things like that, but it's not great five-on-five. Five. And Vince Dunn skated around behind the net, and his, his guy that was guarding him, Luff, you know, Monkey D. Luffy, for anyone who... Uh, Reads one piece, I don't, but it's, it's a manga. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's it for me. Uh, loses an edge behind that, and he goes for a tumble, and then no one else uh, decides to guard Dunn. I mean, I think they all look at him like, uh-oh, and then kind of move away from their guy, but he's got open ice. He's in the middle of the slot. He pretty much decides that he wants to score and scores, and it's it's a sad look. It's a very sad look. This is like a be a pro on rookie yeah. in NHL 20 goal. You just kind of go, I like, will take the puck now. I guess we'll win 9 to nothing <laughs> yeah. instead of 8 to nothing. And it really, I mean, it just, yikes, that is embarrassing. And then even, I would say, the next goal, the power play goal by Braden Shen, is just another goal that, I don't know, it encapsulates this game, encapsulates the King's season, really. Uh-huh. But it's... Perron shoots it in from the blue zone. It goes into the king zone. It's in the air. Dowdy thinks, okay, I'll just grab it and I'll toss it in front of me and we got it going the other way. But it bounces off of his glove, goes behind him. Petrangelo and Shen skate in unimpeded into the zone. And it's a two on O. It's two on nobody. Mm. And just it's another, it's another uh, NHL, EA NHL 
goal where it's basically Petrangelo going, oh, I guess I'll just pass it to uh, Shen over here. Oh, yeah, baby scored. Easy peasy. It was like the weirdest looking 2 on 0. I watched it happen. I had to rewatch it over and over again because I'm like, I don't know how they just skated in with no one defending them. Mm -hmm. And it's because of a wacky bounce, but really just an awful read by Dowdy. And I, you gotta. It's, well, it's just weird. It's it's weird to see the Kings, even though they haven't been great in the last couple of years, it's weird to see that cold, methodical team that was coached by uh, Sutter be mm. just completely befuddled now. This team that's yeah. just lost its way. you got to feel like, a prof as a professional too, like playing other professionals right before Christmas, like mm. you probably feel bad scoring the first fourth goal in the first 13 <laughs> minutes of Merry hockey, Christmas. You know? Like, sorry, Drew. I just I got it, you know, because the net's right there. And he's probably like, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> uh, Dowdy did get the primary assist on Alex Iafala's power play goal in the final uh, 67 seconds. So good for him. Um, Brown got to do the dirty work in front of the net in front of Bennington. And the Blues penalty kill isn't always great when there's a physical guy to place in front of the net mm -hmm. and to get the screens and such. So... John Hamm appeared, a second and third period happened. <laughs> Do you care? I sure don't. About what he said? He was a very nice oh, man. Oh, <laughs> certainly. I mean, he's Minnesota nice, so there's oh, no doubt. God. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just... Is there anything else worth talking about? No, I mean, the Kings had the better of the possession numbers in the second and third period, but... Of course much, they did. Yeah, but much like the Sharks game, it's like, yeah, of course they will because the Blues are like, we're up 4-1. to one. It's, I mean, honestly, you try and dissect these guys as robots and everything, but they're humans, and it's like, it's before Christmas, we're up 4-1. Let's coast. Let's, are the Kings really going to put, like, a four spot on us? Probably not. And so then they just kind of let the Kings, they just kind of let the Kings fire the puck, and they're like, whatever. Honest to God, there's pictures were. of Sunquest where I swear he looks like, I could go down and block the shot, or I'll poke at it. Yeah. It's like... Fuck it. I bet I'm sure. I'm you know sure yeah. they are. And, and good I for don't them. have a problem with I was, that. I wrote that down. Good for them for knowing when they can coast and be yeah. like, you know what? I don't have to put in that 200-foot effort when I go 4-0 on this team for, in the first period. For a team that has historically taken the foot off the gas at the wrong mm -hmm. time, take it off here. That's yeah, perfect. Because here's the thing. If the Kings had gotten to 4-3, to three, they would have just made it 5-3. <laughs> yeah, that's three. what it's I mean. Like, they could. They scored literally at will in the first mm. period, and I'm not saying they're great at scoring at will, but like you said, they would have just locked down. It would have never been. Mm. Would, this game never could have been close <laughs> after it was already four to nothing. Mm. So who cares? You know. Yeah. Anything else worth saying about this game? You want to talk about the feel or the feel? That ah, that's the feel. It's pretty much just like the San Jose game, only the score in this one wasn't any you know didn't have any empty netter help and it just really reflected how how the game went like when you can put a four spot on a team in the first period uh you're in good shape yeah <laughs> remarkably <laughs> surprising how that works but yeah uh yeah i mean it was it was a nice way to coast into um the new year into the christmas break with a couple of games that honestly were not difficult mm -hmm. uh, a couple of easy wins you're on a six game winning streak but at the same time, you know you've got a Winnipeg Jets home and a home that is, at least on paper, going to be difficult and going to be pretty important because they're third in your uh, division uh, coming out of the break. So, 
Um, you know, it's an, it's an important time to get some rest, but you don't want to be like too rusty coming back. And I don't think the blues were rusty, but it was a, it was a game. Mm -hmm. The first one back, it was a, it was an occurrence. Uh, one of the, one of the more fun games of hockey in a while. I mean, not counting like the, the Chicago comeback game because, um, that one was just fun in a different way, but mm. like it was very back and forth, but also sloppy back I was and like, forth. Yeah, that's so that's how I describe this game: fun but sloppy. The Blues had and lost four leads in this game, but they got the fifth, and that's all that ultimately mattered. Hey, Jake Wallman got called up, mm -hmm. got scratched, but hey, Jake Wallman got called uh, up. You know, much like Nico Mikola before him. Yeah. I would say three or four years ago, if you told me Jake Wallman got called up, I'm like, oh, baby. Mm -hmm. And now that you tell me he got called up, I'm surprised. I like that uh, we called up Derek Pouliot and and confidently started him in two games mm -hmm. when Robert Bortuzzo was hurt. But we couldn't have let either of these guys get their beak wet in the NHL. I know, it's about games played, but... Whatever. Uh, Justin Falk scored a minute and 10 seconds into this game. Man, he has looked like a vastly different player oh, yes. in the last three, four weeks during yeah. this one streak he's looked, just in general. He's looked really good. This um, has definitely propelled this like decor into like yeah. top three performance-wise easily. We've talked about it last year. We talked about it. We talked about it this year. We talked about it a ton during the playoffs. This team is... At its best, when the defense is aggressive and pinching and mm -hmm. making plays that other defenses don't get to make. And, you know, we don't have the Carlson on our team or even the Shattenkirk where they're really, truly an offensive defenseman guy. I mean, I guess we have Dunn mm -hmm. who could serve in that role, but he doesn't really have the minutes. But everyone on this defense is a threat with the puck. Jay Bomeister, not so much, but even he is a, like a pretty good distributor. Mm -hmm. He reads plays well. He a doesn't... big slap pass. A yeah, slap oh, pass he from loves a guy. A slap pass. He doesn't get points with it ever, <laughs> which you think would teach him something, but he loves that slap pass. Um, but yeah, Justin Falk, um, his third goal with the Blues, Schwartz stutter stepped with the puck, loses his man. He skates up the right boards, pass the puck to Falk in the middle of the zone. Falk puts the puck on net, and it goes over Hellebuck's left pad under his glove. It was a bad look for Hellebuck, who was not screened here, uh, but, and it generally was kind of a bad game for Hellebuck, oh, yeah, who has had a, a phenomenal season overall, but is going to be overworked, and I do not think the Jets will make the playoffs. Oh, hot oh shit! Uh, I don't think they will. I genuinely don't. Bombs. I don't know how they go. They don't have a. <laughs> they literally don't have a defense. Yeah, their de uh, aside from Hellebuck, too. Their defense in this game was real poor, and I don't just mean like as a team, but like their defensive pairings looked real bad. It was. I noticed at least. I want to say on almost every goal, except for maybe a fluky one from the Blues, that they were not in the right places. They were had two guys on one guy. It was yeah, it was a mess back there. And I'm honestly surprised that they're third in the division currently. I think you might be right. I don't think that lasts very much longer. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I just, this team. I feel almost bad for them, but not really because it's Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. But also sort of. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think <laughs> about that? I mean, Bufflin's gone. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They'll, they'll be okay. 
they'll be fine, but they got to figure out what they're going to do on defense moving yeah. forward because I don't think... They obviously wouldn't have had the summer they had if yeah. they knew Bufflin was going to be Bufflin's gone. gone, Truba's gone, mm-hmm. Meyer's gone. Like, Neil Pionk is not your answer. <laughs> um, Neil Pionk is not the answer. Josh Morrissey is not really your answer either even though they'd like him to be i feel like he's just not Mm -hmm. as he played in the first pairing role i'm not entirely sure i think they still play him on the second pairing i could be you know talking out my ass but i really don't think he's a first pairing guy and 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 like that's it i don't even know who else is on that team oh they have a lucas spisa he's on that team on defense that's real nice it is not. Um, that like, was never nice, but at least we thought that was nice in like 2013. Yeah, they fed us that crap and we said, sure, Lucas Pisa, he's pretty good. He's a good Vancouver Canuck slash Anaheim Duck. Mm-hmm. And now he's on the Jets and he's uh, no good like the, he used to be. The Canuck Duck. Has, yeah, has the Canuck always Duck. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, oh, it's a woof team. But hey, this game's still going. Gabriel Bork, I don't know who that is. Got his second goal assisted by Mason Appleton. I don't know who that is, yeah. uh, but he's got a great name. I That's thought Gabriel name. Bork was Rene Bork for the last <laughs> eight seasons. I looked him up and yeah. I said, man, I was going to quiz. Wait, is this the Gabriel Bork who was on the Avs for no. like... No, that man's like 50 or, is that or whatever. Rene Bork? No, I know. That's the Ray Bork, but yeah. is that... But there was a, a Bork who was like on the abs but sucked. And oh, yeah, I think that's Gabriel Bork. I swear would have like left the league like three or four years ago. I think that's Gabriel Bork because okay. I was going to quiz you on how many teams Gabriel Bork had been on, and I realized it's only been like two. Okay. And then I realized that I was He's thinking of Renee Bork. And he was, yes, Ash, Nashville and Avalanche. But look up Renee Bork. That guy's been on like. I want to say six or seven teams. Mm-hmm. We're looking, and we're looking, and we're looking. <laughs> He's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different oh, numbers. My. Oh, yeah. See, it's more than numbers. And he's been on one, two, three, four, five, six different teams. Boom, nailed it. Calgary, Montreal, Chicago, Columbus, Anaheim, Colorado. 12 years, 725 games. Yeah. 316 points. What a weird life it must be to be an NHLer who is just good enough to always be rostered and only good enough for no one to ever care about yeah. <laughs> Like, Renee Bork is here, and Renee Bork is no yeah. longer here. Yeah. We call it the Kyle Brodziak around these uh. parts, but uh, uh. no disrespect, Kyle. We love you, and we know you're yeah. a big listener. So, um, but I agree with you, yes. I also don't know what a Mason Appleton is. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a nothing. But he got an apple on this play, mm. so very good for him. Uh, I could go for an apple right now. Podcasting is hungry work, but do people crave apples? <laughs> no. God, okay, good. Just making sure. Like, Didn't know no. if I was missing something no, I in my don't life. Think so I mean, apples can be good, but yeah. I'm never like I friggin' need an apple. You know what I'm right craving now. right now? Fucking apple. <laughs> right. <laughs> need that crunch. By the way, caramel apples, real gross to me personally. Yeah. Not my thing. Too chewy. Love on the caramel. Outside. Love apples. Don't put them together. Caramel apples, nasty crap. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, uh, once again, we allow a goal in the final minute. Once again, it doesn't Daggers. ultimately come back to bite us. Alex Petrangelo got his 10th of the season. Terrible goal by Petra- uh, by Hellebuck. Excuse me. I mean, I guess by Petrangelo, too. But what a terrible goal for Good end of the stick. Um, he's three feet to Hellebuck's left. Shoots the puck on net, probably hoping for either luck or rebound. And lo and behold, very nice verbiage as oh, you wrote here. Uh, the puck squeaks through Hellebuck. How would you feel about this one? 
felt bad. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> Didn't feel good. <laughs> I man, I was trying to figure out if you. I was gonna ask you why people use the reverse VH, and then as I watched him try and make the save, or you know, just not move, mm -hmm. he didn't really have either one. He was oh, kind yeah, of like trying that's to decide worst. what to do, and he didn't do anything, and that was too little, and it went in. <laughs> that is, oh, it was not good. Uh, Kyle Connor is really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Connor. Uh, Nathan Bouye and Patrick Wayne, who has 22 assists. What did he change in his game? When did he become Mr. Dish him outs? Has he, I bet, Pat, I, I really mm. legitimately would think 22 is like approaching your career high for him. For his assists? For assists. He's got 23 now. His his career high is twenty eight in his racing. Oh season. damn! So yeah, uh, yeah. He's never Good for him. He's never not been a Cy Young guy. What's his? Uh... And right now he's got fourteen and okay. twenty three. So he really must. I mean, he's really changed the way he's played, which is great. I mean, that's good for him because they wanted him to do that, and mm -hmm. so. Hey, maybe there's a future for them together. <laughs> no, he's gone. He gone. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I feel like he's one of those guys, like an Eric Johnson, not the same, but like you get those really high draft stock guys and you just put all of your hope in them and they're just not quite what you think they are. Mm -hmm. I feel like you at some point you just have to move those guys because it's never fair to them. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, if you had like a backup goalie that you were overpaying that was supposed to be the goalie. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not going there. We love you, Jake. Speaking. We love you, Jake. Um, but yeah, Kyle Connor scored that goal. He scored an even nicer goal later in this game. But uh, Tyler Bozak, once oh, again. Oh, this is the nice one. Oh, this is the one where he just roofed it? This is the one where he oh, roofs it. Oh, yeah, you're it. right. You're right. You're right. Because I said absolutely roofs it. But, or you said. One of us said. But yeah, he... Uh, it's redonk. He was like below the goal line and just sort of came in front Jack Eichel style, but still at an angle where yeah. no one belongs to score from. I don't think he had to be guarded. Like he should, <laughs> like he should have, someone should have been moving in that direction for sure. But he was not in a scoring position yeah, no. by anyone's. I'm trying to quickly look up uh, what the money puck odds on this goal were. What day was this? This was the 27th. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I'm Jake, or if I'm Jake, if I'm Jordan Bennington, I'm standing up and going, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. <laughs> the dude literally picked the smallest hole over my left shoulder and made it happen in like a foot of space. Yeah. No, I think that's entirely fair to, to me. Um, I'm trying to see where this goal is because they make these not easy to use. Uh, but um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a killer shot and he deserves all the credit that he has gotten for it. So mm -hmm. good for him. Good for you. Um, then Tyler Bozak took the lead for us again. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, yeah, a money puck is very cool, but their shot map but we is hate not it. very useful. <laughs> uh, five goals for him on the season. He's putting together a nice little run here. We'll talk about the guys going on a run mm -hmm. a little later on, unless we forget, but he's doing pretty well. <laughs> Um, and Jaden Schwartz and David Perron, who are both fantastic, got their 21st and 23rd assists. High-low slot passing play. Perron passes the puck from the right circle to Bozak below the goal line. Bozak pumps the puck out to Schwartz in the slot for the shot. Batetto, again, 
Not a not an NHL name I've man. heard. Not an NHL defenseman. I've only heard that name because it's Potato. If it was Smith, I would have no <laughs> idea he exists. Uh, but the rebound goes right to Bozak, who puts the puck in the net off Hellebuck's Hellebuck's blocker. Hellebuck's bucker. I don't know. Anyway, uh, once again, Connor Hellebuck not very good in this game. <laughs> uh, Kyle Connor got another goal, power play goal. He's very good. Yes. <laughs> Mark Scheifele got his 23rd assist. Neil Pionk got his 20th. And uh, that was 3-12 into the third. Um, Tyler Bozak got his second goal of the night. And sixth of the season, 5-10. Just two minutes later, Robert Thomas, very nice assist on this after fanning on a pass, finds an open Bozak in the slot with a pass. And Bozak one-times the puck into the top left corner. And finally, in the final minute and a half, Blake Wheeler gets his 11th of the season to tie the game on uh, the power, or not the power play, but the extra attacker. The Blues cannot hold on to the lead and do surrender a point to their division rival. Anything you'd like to say about any of the three or four goals I just kind of skipped over? Uh, I will say that I noticed a lot of our defense breaking down especially on the kyle connor goal second of the night uh he breaks into the zone and past uh break on barbashev and they're both caught flat-footed i kind of don't blame barbashev because he's looking at a different guy uh-huh. his guy and Preko just sort of doesn't realize that uh shifley is behind him and then on the blake wheeler goal uh, it's just rough all around. Preko has a chance to gain possession and clear the puck out of the zone, but Ehlers blocks the boards and steals the puck. Petrangelo couldn't get a stick on the pass from Ehlers to Wheeler, and Steen isn't able to tie up Wheeler in front. That's pretty much just bang, 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 three mistakes in a row. Uh, Preko in this game, uh, generally speaking, has looked great this season defensively. Uh, did not look great defensively this game. Very slow. Seemed to be like when he was moving, he was... Uh, reacting rather than sort of dictating. Seemed like there's a lot mm-hmm. of like, oh, this is where he should be, and he just realized that nope, and then he shouldn't be there anymore. And there's lots. He of... would be an oper. He'd say ope. Whoop. <laughs> yep. And it feels like there's a lot of him and Bo Meester defending like the same guy for a half a second, mm-hmm. and that was a half a second too long until they realized, <laughs> oh shit, that's going to my guy. Um, yeah, just overall not a strong game from him. I thought him and the Bo Meester pairing uh, just looked rough all game and. Uh-huh. In fact, I thought Petrangelo, and I don't even know if he was paired, I think he was paired with Falk this game, actually looked a lot better defensively than anybody else we had out there yeah. this game, and which is a little surprising, but that's good for them. But, uh, yeah, you just want to see him tighten it up a little bit more. Yeah. But that's sloppy, coming back from Christmas. What can you do? Yeah, I mean, if if, if they had ended up losing them this game, I would have been pretty pissed about their mm-hmm. losing it, but they didn't. Uh, Tail as old as time, David Brock gets the <laughs> overtime game winner. Steals the puck from Scheifele with some help from Petrangelo, and he is off to the races. He enters the jet zone to Hellebuck's left. When he gets to the slot, he shakes and bakes with a couple forehand backhand moves. Hellebuck bites. Perron lifts a backhander over Hellebuck's blocker and into the net right before this. We had had an extended opportunity with several good scoring chances, and it looked like they were going to break the other way and uh, get, you know, possibly a two-on-one or a breakaway mm-hmm. of some sort. And Perron was actually one of the one with a couple of nice chances, too. And so he was real gassed by the time he scored oh, this yeah. one. But he made it work. He got it done. Uh, the Blues avoided a little bit of an embarrassment uh, coming back from the Christmas break and extended their win streak to seven games. Mm-hmm. You want to talk to us about the feel of this game? Yeah, like we said, fun but 
Fun but sloppy. Hellebuck wants at least two of those goals back. Bennington probably wants at least one or two back when you're looking at them overall. Jets' defense was porous, but the Blues uh, wasn't much better. It's a high-scoring game, and those are fun. I always like to think of, uh, it feels like the ghost of Christmas past or mm-hmm. something, or like one of them. Well, the Marley Brothers, Marley, like I watched, I watched like the Muppets Christmas yeah. Carol and it's Marley Brothers because it's like the two old guys, you know, the, model, yeah, yeah. But I'm, so I'm always like Marley Brothers, which is one not. guy. It's like a Marley guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Anyways, it's like that though, where I see like Ken Hitchcock and he's like, track me, track me, track me. How much he like hates fucking track meets. And so whenever I see game just going back and forth and back and forth, it almost makes me, I've, enjoy like it and then also i get PTSD yeah i get nervous yeah. i'm like oh shit he doesn't like this somewhere ken hitchcock <laughs> sat up in his... daddy doesn't like track meets <laughs> yeah ken hitchcock sat up He's from his coma said, no, maybe maybe alex dean loves track meets yeah. maybe why that's why they're uh, so yeah. at odds all yeah, i'm all about track meets but yeah <laughs> uh, on a positive note it's nice to see the blues newfound offense carry over from the last game i mean positive note other than winning but yeah like they scored I guess two empty netters on San Jose, but 5-2. This game, the game in L.A. was 4-1. This game's uh, 5-4. You want the defense to be a little bit tighter, but overall it's nice to see them being able to score and get themselves out of jams. Yeah, like they're that. red hot offensively lately. Yeah, and then Schwartz had a three-assist night, which I noticed, and I, I, I took note of it. I said, good for you, buddy. He's on a real here oh, to yeah. talk about. Uh, something about the way we were talking about Hitchcock and Steen reminded me of that line from Oh Hello where the one of them's like, what are we, two characters with different perspectives? <laughs> uh, that, sh- that show is literally one of Ian and I's favorite things of yeah, all time. Yeah, go check it out. It is so dumb, and please don't <laughs> watch it on our recommendation because it could ruin our relationship <laughs> with you. Uh, but it's such a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece of stupid, brilliant comedy and we do love it um the next game against winnipeg i would say was much better yeah overall i like the feel of these two games together because it felt like the blues came off a little rusty from christmas mm-hmm. they realized the jets were a pretty good team and they said fuck it we're not gonna <laughs> let them be a good team and they fucking chopped down uh, it was we, great we came home uh ryan o'reilly potted the first goal of the game bennington got this start too right it was yep bennington all three of the last three um uh, Ryan O'Reilly got his eighth goal, his first goal on home ice. Finally. This season, yeah, holy shit. Let me let me let you folks in on a secret. I'm, I'm moving the pop guard because I need to oh, no, I need no. to whisper to you folks. Ryan O'Reilly is a slacker and a deadbeat. I said it. I said it. Guy can't score at home. He's he, locker room cancer. I'm just saying. He doesn't just like St. Louis. There. That's right. That's right. He's lost his love of the game. Again. He's the anti-John Ham. The square beyond compare is not his thing. <laughs> I, I was hoping that it goes somewhere better, and it did not. Uh, so Chris took a wrist shot from the high slot. Hey, that's fun to say. But Josh Morrissey blocks the puck, rebound, and sits motionless in the high slot with Petrangelo, finds it, and takes a shot. Hellebuck makes the first save, but Perron whacks at the rebound, and it trickles to ROA. Who knocks it in? Uh, I am not stopping to put in a Morrissey song, but I did sort of make oh. a passing Morrissey. Okay, well, you know, if the people yeah. want it, I mean, the people probably uh, do want it. I mean, so, I want it. So. You know, here's here here it is, folks. Still, I 
Okay, well, the slobbering masses have gotten their way, and I say that only because I'm sure Morrissey would describe you all exactly that way. <laughs> he awards you no love, no love. Uh, but yes, Josh Morrissey did make a play, uh, or failed to make a play, and the boys scored. Nicholas Shore scored for the uh, Jets. Big who cares? Uh, he is a player. Have you ever heard of Logan Shaw or Jansen Harkins? Yes, Logan Shaw is uh, the real name of Wolverine, <laughs> and Jansen Harkins, I believe, is a librarian in uh, Chesapeake County, perhaps. But no, okay. no, I've never heard of him. I'm like, who are these? And then they got the Appleton fella. There's like three of them over there. I never. Yeah, heard it's of a whole team of nobodies, okay. and they're third in this division, which is a very good division. It's they are going to roll off the quiffy and like a friggin something that rolls something rolling and that's that'll be off the quiff alligator so uh Jaden schwartz scores his 12th goal of the season jordan Cairo his first assist of the season and Braden Shen has 17th. Tell us about the Jaden Schwartz goal. I don't know much about the goalie score, but I know that Jordan Kyra had a wicked assist. Mm. A cross-ice pass, feathery and buttery. It was fantastic. Uh, it was much, right on the tape. Much like a lo- red lobster dinner roll. Buttery and also a little cheesy. Mm. Tasty. Oh, God. I wanna Now I want a red lobster dinner roll. <laughs> People can't get cravings for those, right? That's yeah, okay. Not, okay. Like, yeah, not apples. Not apples. Nor Appletons. <laughs> um, in the first, in the third period, Robert Thomas got a goal assisted by Vince Dunn and Jordan Cairo, whereupon I just died of pure glee. <laughs> my three children, my very three boys. Imagine if Brady and uh, Matthew ever played for the same team and combined for a goal and how Keith Kittruck would feel, because how I feel, ten times more. than <laughs> So, uh, yeah. yeah, these are your children. That's right. My real, natural children who are not considerably younger than me. Uh, but enough, sadly. <laughs> uh, tell us about this goal, Ian. Uh, Vince Dunn fires the first shot. It bounces off of Connor Hellebuck, and Robert Thomas does his best to collect this puck. It's a great turnaround. He has the puck, skates, you know, 180 in place, collects it all while it's bouncing, and is able to put it up and over Hellebuck, who's almost makes the save with his stick as he's sprawling for it. But uh, he puts it up where mom keeps the peanut butter, which, according to all the Canadians I've ever heard say, that means top shelf, because. Canadian kids crave peanut butter, and mom's got to keep it far from Canadian children because they go ape for it. <laughs> I talked more about uh, the peanut butter yeah, reference well, you gotta, than the goal. You got to dip your Appletons into something. So mm. better than caramel. Uh, peanut butter? On it? Oh, a thousand times. Okay. A thousand times. I mean, I don't know. I've never like dipped. I've never dipped like an you, apple into like never extant di- caramel. I'm talking about the like yeah, yeah. mass produced like crap with like just a thick layer of yeah. caramel on the outside. You've never taken a whole apple and dipped <laughs> it in peanut butter yeah. <laughs> Just like wrapped it. No. That's interesting though. No. I think it'd be hard to eat. 
Probably sticky. Guess you'd need one of those sticks that doesn't work. <laughs> because because here's the other thing. A caramel <laughs> apple weighs seven pounds. And that's a goddamn toothpick you put in there. Can you tell we're on an eight-game winning streak? <laughs> and are on our second of two fairly long podcasts. Yeah, uh, Jaden Schwartz goes top shelf on the empty net for the 13th goal. I don't know if it was top shelf he at did. all. I don't remember. Uh, he just put it in, like, boring style. Yeah. Uh, I'll take this goal boring style, please. <laughs> Open the door, get on the floor. Everybody score a boring style goal. Um, but yes, this game felt dominant, as you put it. Mm. How did you feel about this game? Yeah, the Blues put on a show this game, and they controlled most of the play at even strength. The Jets were lucky that this game was only 3-1 before the empty net goal, quite honestly. Uh, the Let me see if I have it. Yeah. The Corsi 4, the Blues had 70% at even strength in the first period, 51% in both the second and third period. They had, what was this? They had 16 high danger chances at even strength compared to the Jets' 6. I mean, it was, you look at the overall uh, stats with the Blues having 28 shots and the Jets having 26, but really, uh, it's kind of like no contest. Because 5 on 5, let's see, 5 on 5, the Blues had third, or had, sorry, they had, uh, 20 i thought they had more than that shots for 25 shots against 20 uh a huge makeup of those for the jets then like six of them were on the power play blues were one for two on the power play jets were 0 for three hits were 20 to 21 in favor of the jets blocks were 11 to 13 in favor of the jets and uh six giveaways by the blues but didn't matter didn't matter because they were so goddamn dominant aside from those six giveaways yeah i think this was just a better overall effort from the blues i don't know if the jets were just tired i mean the blues should be too after they both played the exact same game uh two days before but really i think this demonstrated uh why the blues are in first and why the jets are in third and probably falling out as you said of the playoff spot or playoffs in total because the blues just looked like the better team the blues looked like a team in control and the jets looked like a team uh on the run yeah man on the run that's yeah. one man said Band on the Run. Band on the Run? Band on the Run. Weird title. Also, though, they did have a song called Jet, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, cut that, that out. Cut that, that out right now. There's a specter here Ooh, in this room. That was real bad. I'm not the worst singer in the world, but that was. <laughs> <laughs> did you know the song? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad people have already tuned out because yeah. I wouldn't want the them to be around for those. The cats will go fucking ballistic. <laughs> That's like a weird dog whistle, but for cats, they will go ballistic. Yes. They will claw their own th- eyes out. Better than the dog whistles that are most prevalent in our society these days. Kids, racism is bad. Oh, we shouldn't be laughing. Oh, no. Because it is. Oh, what boy. was your joke? Save us. <laughs> And there's water in the boat. Bail us out, good God. Oh, no, he's taking us down so far. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, no, were you actually saying something, or have you forgotten it? No, I was, Jordan Cairo had two assists for his first multi-point game I in the NHL. Fol- I just followed a hunch. Ty Ratty never had two points with the Blues. He has had multiple... Four multiple point games in his two years with Edmonton because Edmonton is so bad that they can spot Tyratty top line minutes. It already busted Tyratty, by the way. But um, yeah, uh, I'm just uh, still am and always will be waiting around for Jordan Kyrou to magically become Tyratty, as I was promised by so many that he would. 
Um, the child that was promised. Yes. Uh, <laughs> for unto us a Kairu as a game. <laughs> but yeah, this during this eight-game win streak, the Blues have had some great production from a number of players. Uh, Shen's got nine points. Petrangelo's got nine points in these eight games. Both uh, guys have three goals and six assists. Perron's got four goals. He had the hat trick against. Who was it? I can't remember now. Edmonton? Who? Perron? Yeah. Yeah. Edmonton sounds good. <laughs> well, just take a shot in the dark. I should know. Actually, I can look it up right now. It's in front of me. It was against Colorado. Oh. Neat. <laughs> Neat. Uh, <laughs> completely wrong. I was like, Edmonton didn't feel right. Uh, yeah, four goals, six assists for 10 points for Perron in these uh, eight games. And then a huge, 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 huge upgrade. Jaden Schwartz, five goals, seven assists for 12 points in eight games. The guy has been on fire. Jaden Schwartz never. When he's scoring a lot, it's not like he's taking over games, mm-hmm. but he just looks on. That's all I'll say. It's like he's not he's not the guy, but if you get him the puck, good things are happening. Whereas last year, if you got him the puck, nothing. He was a black hole. Oh, boy. So, uh, we ready to move on from Blues games? Talk mm-hmm. a little, very little league news? Yeah, I'll just say that, um, what are we sitting at? Like, 26? Eight and six, I think that's right. That sounds right. That's our record. Does that put us at We've forty only games? Lost eight regulation games. Yeah, that yeah, does. I think so. Yeah, that puts us at. 14, okay, hold on. 26. We got twenty-six and fourteen is yeah. We gotta look at this because we're a blues podcast and you gotta know 26 8 and 6 i was right because i'm the superior fan um, <laughs> yeah, no, i won't even fight that one There's goal no differential question. plus 23 eight game winning streak it's all good it's all good baby i mean heck the avalanche have played have one game in hand on us they have 50 points so we're a whole eight points ahead of them stars at 48 jets at 45 wild 43 Predators and Blackhawks. Boy, Predators. Howdy doody. 42 points. Woof. Um, I think Pecorino is like an old man. Uh, but yeah, it's it's looking great for the Blues. Uh, who do we play coming up here? We play in there. I think it's an extended road trip. In Arizona tomorrow on New Year's Eve. We play in... That'll be a real fun game. Yeah, that should be fun. We'll play in Vegas on... No, or it's Colorado. Colorado or Vegas on Thursday and then the opposite. Colorado, Thursday, Vegas, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Okay. And then we come home for San Jose, Buffalo, and the Rangers. So if we can get through this road trip with three wins, then we'll have a 14-game winning Yeah, three. I mean, honestly, if you beat, if you beat um, Arizona, which is weird to say, you just got to beat Arizona, and you beat Colorado, I don't see us having problems with vegas or san jose I feel or buffalo like, like uh, we could lose any of these games yeah. for sure Easy peasy. but like whereas like usually like last year when we were on the win streak it was like okay every game i was like it might it's, end tonight yeah big game i'm not like sweating i mean also the win streak you know doesn't really matter if we mm-hmm. lose it now um but i could see us taking it to 12 13 mm-hmm. 20, do it baby 45 you know 45 <laughs> 45, 45 when we play 85 games this year that'd be dope. <laughs> uh no because we've got eight banked ian uh... i know math <laughs> <laughs> uh but um yeah i mean yeah this team is is as hot as it is to be hot and they're hot and the hotness is hot so that's good <laughs> um and yeah i think uh 
I don't know. I guess there's not. I mean, we'll talk about Petrangelo here in a minute, but there's not a lot to talk about other than that. Mm-hmm. So why don't we talk about John Tortorella? Oh boy, uh, did you get to hear this rant? Yeah, I sent you the tweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, not happy, and I think he has the right not to. Yeah, be. I think deservedly so. The short version of this story is with about 20 seconds left in their game against Chicago. Thank you. Um, they. Uh, had a, a penalty called, I think it was too many men or something, uh, where a second point, 1.1 seconds dripped off the clock, mm-hmm. never to return again. Much like that uh, Maroon's five song, This Love, also has those words in the lyrics. Um, nobody needed to know that. But now Go ahead, know. insert it into the <laughs> no, podcast. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. The people demand it. Uh, <laughs> never to return again. All right, so once again, the fiendish hordes have gotten their way. I've been totally sidetracked. We may have had a point before. John Tortorella, never to return again. That's right. Uh, Yeah, the time drift away, and um, he uh, didn't get it back. And so when Zach Marwinski put a puck across the line in the closing seconds of the game, it technically wasn't over the line in time, but it would have been had they had 1.1 more seconds. So the game went to overtime and then went to a shootout. And in the shootout, Eunice Corpusallo, who unbeknownst to me, even though I write an every other day goalie news article for the hockey writers, uh, the the Blue Jackets are so irrelevant to me that he's been having a very good season Mm. and I was just not aware at all. Um, had uh, came up lame on the play, nursed his right leg, looked, you know, like one of those injuries that'll really take a goalie out of action. Um, the headline says he's out weeks, which could be two, could be ten. <laughs> Who knows? Um, um, but uh, after the game, Tortorella went on a, uh, shall we say, profanity-laden rant. You know, about, it's normal. Yeah, I mean, it's his, pretty much his you know, usual. It's bread and butter. Um, But let me see if I can find the text here. You give me about 20 seconds, I'll be able to find it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, the situation was awful. Um, I think he uh, was right to complain. He said, wait for it to load, the whistle was blown at 19.2 on the clock. For some reason, the clock is run down a second and a tenth to 18.1. Whatever reason, I have no goddamn idea. So instead of resetting the clock, we have them tell our captain we're not going to do it. Toronto doesn't step in. Refs don't do their freaking jobs. I love how there he says freaking. Uh, and now we lose a game and we lose our goalie. So the chain of events, if it was done right, we don't lose our goalie, we win the hockey game. So all this goddamn technology, right? This technology and getting things right. The stubbornness tonight by the officials and by the league and by Toronto, however it's supposed to goddamn work, screws us. It's ridiculous. I'm not taking any goddamn questions. And then he walked right out of the room. So, um, which, by the way, media's fine with that because you just gave them plenty. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need to be like, well, what did you think of that call in the second period, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Colin Campbell, ugh, I hate that. Uh, came out with um, a strong statement condemning these comments. Yeah. And I guess he has to, but also, 
he's right. A strong statement where he also didn't give the reason for why yeah. the clock ran oh, down well, at naturally. all. Once again, it's <laughs> like the hand pass. We're sorry this happened, but also can't now, do what? anything. Oh my god! Now that you now that you toss the hand pass in there, it's like made me all that much more angry. How can you not tell me why? Tell if you can't tell me why, go. Yep. We screwed up. We can't go back on the game. We can't change anything mm-hmm. in the game. The game's a game. You lost a shootout. We're really sorry. We did screw up. But why do they have to do this weird, like, the screw-up has evaporated. Mm-hmm. Something happened, but who's to say? Who Were you right? Were we right? Man, it's crazy. And Who then they go on the next game. John Tortorella so upset? Yeah, like, oh, man, I, I don't know what. And it's like, well, we, uh, it's here. You can't not address it. How do they not address it? They just fucking set you. Don't look. worry. They addressed it. <laughs> yeah. And his... And, like, the best way possible, he said exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're, they're not going to say anything ever about it. They mm-hmm. won't say a damn thing. No, no. And that's the thing. It's like, get the call right. But in lieu of getting the call right, have some contrition. And it's so weird to me that the, I don't know, man, the whole, like, the coaches can't badmouth the referees thing mm-hmm. seems very, like, pre-social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's me, and maybe I'm a pessimist, but it feels like there are some certain aspects of our society that like to pretend that civility is still a thing, and it's just not, you know? Like, well, you can't talk bad about the referees. They're doing their darndest. And it's like, yeah, and tonight their darndest was shit, you mm. know? Like, their darndest cost me my goalkeeper. And, it, yeah, it's a little butterfly effect to be like, well, you know, if I had that 1.1 second... We would have won the game because who knows if the game plays out the exact same way, but maybe it does and maybe you win and maybe Corpus is healthy and that for them is the difference. That's, like, that's probably a win that right for there. Him is, that for them is the difference between playoff contender and playoff miss, which for Tortorella might be the difference between job and not job. I don't think it probably is because, you know, he got the Blue Jackets farther than ever just last year and the GM knows that they didn't keep any of their talent, but like... That you can't, like, that 1.1 second in light of specifically what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, if he, if, if Wierenski doesn't push that shot over the net with time expiring, he doesn't go on this rant. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit, maybe just because he's upset about the game, but he doesn't go on the rant because that's the, like, middle step, you know? Yeah. That's the, like, the question mark in the profit you know the profit meme where it's like anyway um but the people demand it but no it's just like yeah it's just i i'm really with tortorello here and to to his credit he's not been the blow up angry guy as much in Mm. the last few years he's been kind of chilling in uh columbus and so not not that it's out of the question for him to get this angry but he hasn't done it much lately and i I think the league needs to take notice of stuff like this. And I think they need to stop. They need to stop treating the people who are mad about the injustice worse than they treat the people <laughs> who created the injustice. And that's one of the things that I, I don't get why there's no media scrutiny of officials. Mm-hmm. You know, fine. You want the, you want the, you want the coaches to do the, the empty line about, well, you know, I respect the officials decision. Fine. But, like, then you can't, I feel like you can't pretend the referees are above it all mm-hmm. when they so often are the problem. <laughs> and I just, I don't get the league's stance on this. That seems so odd to me because if you're in, 
I'm not a big fan of like regular job comparisons, but like if you are trying to do your job to the best of your ability and another employee fucks up your ability to do it and you go, man, that was a bad mm-hmm. thing that employee did. Now I can't do my job or it's ruined my job or it's made my job that much harder. I'm like, whoa, 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 your boss like, don't badmouth that guy. Mm-hmm. He's doing his best. He's like, yeah, but what he did fucked up what I'm trying to do. You know, it's like, I don't understand how they can say you can't yell at him. And it's like, yeah, but what else am I supposed to be angry about? Am I literally supposed to sit down and be like, well, I guess then them's the breaks. There's times like, you know, as a, I do a lot of writing and there's times, especially in like college and stuff where it's mm. like, you'll get like a peer review mm. or something, you know, and, and I don't, it doesn't really happen in my work or stuff, but like writing is subjective, right? So sometimes you'll get a comment where it's like, Hey, you should make this change. And it's like, I very much think that change makes this worse, mm-hmm. but I I have to make it because, you know, this is in the peer review that the professor assigned and mm-hmm. I have to make a change. I have to kind. make a change, yeah. even though I'm, you know, arrogantly like a 30 times better writer than this person <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, that's not exactly analogous, but it is sort of like sometimes you you're in a situation where it's like if the finger gets pointed at you you gotta say i'm sorry no it's them it's Mm -hmm. them you know like i'm i'm minnesota nice (laughs) so i usually will be the guy that's like oh i'm so sorry yeah you know all my fault my mistake you know even when something's very much not my mistake but occasionally if they're just like hey you screwed this up. I'm like, no, they screwed it up. It's them. It's like, what did you want? How did you want me to win this game when you kept me from winning the game? How was I supposed to do it? Yeah. And it's just the same, you know, it's, it's the same, same thing as the hand pass. And obviously the timing thing is not as direct, but it's just like when game, when referees blown calls directly, I mean like boom, boom, not like, even it allowed a goal that ultimately won the game. But I'm talking like in the 30 seconds, 15 seconds of the final minute of the game causes the game to change. It's like, that's unforgivable. And you got to stop that stuff. And especially when it's as simple to go back and say, oh, there were 1.1 more seconds on the clock. They do that constantly. Yeah. That's not even like a controversial thing. They that's, do that all the time. And that's not, what I don't understand. In much less significant games, they'll do that when it's 4-1 to one and a team is on the penalty kill, you know, just to have the official time correct. So, like, mm. yeah, I don't get it. I'm not this heated because I'm not, like, a big Blue Jackets fan, but... I don't know. It's just strange. You said hand pass, and I had PTSD. Yeah, we all we went to a dark place. So, uh, speaking of dark places, the Czech Republic. No, <laughs> uh, it's a lovely place, I'm sure. Home country of Vladimir Saboka, maybe. I believe so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of, of uh, Yaroslav Halak. No, he's Slovakian. But yeah, but very close. I mean, fair. Uh, that, you know he's the greatest Slovakian goalkeeper of all time. His I only competi- competition is Peter Budai. By the way, now that you mentioned Yara Halak, yeah. golf claps to him on his 50th career uh, as shutout the yeah. other night in Buffalo. That guy has had a legitimate career resurgence, mm. and good to him. I don't he's have... he's going to go down as like a good goalie. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Not Hall of Fame, but like no. career, very good goalie. People, good for him. It'll be one of those guys. I feel like we'll talk to our kids about. Like, man, we had Yarhalak. He was pretty good, and then he was pretty good elsewhere. You know, like I remember feeling not fantastic about him towards the end of his time here, mm-hmm. but I also don't ever remember honestly being like, man, I we we gotta get rid of him. I remember rooting for him even against my like 
better judgment. I uh-huh. mean, I'm not saying like you shouldn't root for your players, but it's like I was like, no, no, no. People are like, he needs to go. I'm like, no, I think you you can make it work here. I really believe it. And it was like all the way until the end. You ever wonder too? I, I was thinking about this on the night of his fiftieth uh, shutout of just mm-hmm. like, what if we just hadn't traded him? Mm-hmm. How would everything oh, well. have changed? Talk about your butterfly effects. But yeah, anyway, uh, the reason we mentioned Czech Republic is that it is the host country for this year's World Junior Championship, which don't want to dwell on much other than to soapbox and say, please, if you have NHL Network, wake up in the morning and watch some of these games or record them and watch them later. This hockey is so fun. Uh, I The international game is better to me. Uh, more ice space, more fun. Yes, less checking. That's not an integral part of hockey to me. Also, a fair amount of checking in this game. Nikita Alexandrov, uh, Blue's second-round pick from the past year, leveled uh, a USA player in front of the Russian bench and drew some woos and cheers from his bench. But, uh, yeah, it's just a fun tournament. I've been writing daily previews of the action over the hockey writers, so if you want to get yourself acquainted, go give me a quick, and I'll make, you know, point oh 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 four cents. so that'd be cool. Um, and, uh, no, I do love the hockey writers, and I enjoy writing that stuff, so I enjoy when people read it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I feel like we're not as engaged this year because the Blues only have uh, Alexandrov and Hofer over there, who mm. Hofer got the start for Canada today against Germany, starring feature, former Blues prospect Dominic Bach, who's looked very good, but also got cut by the eye today, which might ruin his beautiful, beautiful face. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so we're less plugged in for the Blues, and hey, if that's the cost of winning a Stanley Cup, fine. You could be like the Kings and have nine players at this tournament, but that's not great news for you. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of fun. Um, I think the the real star of the uh, tournament has got to be the uh, penalty box music that they're playing. Uh, I introduced you guys to this earlier today. And, uh, folks, we're going to play this as our outro. We usually hide the outro, but this will be our outro today. And I beg you, uh, please don't look it up. Uh, Please don't... pause the podcast to look this up it'll be hard to find anyway but uh i want you to just for kind of forget that i set this up and then when it hits your ears just remember that what you're listening to plays every time someone goes to the penalty box on the ice at the world juniors they they might have just injured a player they might have gotten a double minor for high sticking where someone like dominic bach is holding his eye and bleeding profusely and (laughs) this is the music that plays so again not playing it for you right here you just need to wait until the end and go back into that place because that's me when i've got the game on in the background and i'm paying no attention because kazakhstan's losing by 13 and then i hear this song so uh it is a masterpiece but yeah i mean I don't know. We I know you've been more into the World Juniors in years past, and yeah. there have been better years for the Blues, and I think we'll have better years ahead now that we've got most of our own draft picks again. But I don't know. It's just a fun tournament, and it's fun to watch everybody. U.S. is doing pretty well. They're obviously through to the uh, medal round, which is, a, for those who don't know, there are two groups of ten. Uh, they play basically... Uh, a kind of exhibition tournament where each team plays everybody else in the group. The bottom two teams are the only one that really gets screwed because they have to then go play two relegation games. Uh, and the winner on aggregate gets to stay in the tournament next year. And the other one gets booted. <laughs> uh, but then the other remaining eight teams enter just a regular elimination tournament. And the seeding, you know, depends on their 
placement in the rounds, but ultimately it's everybody's got a shot. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a lot specifically to say to, about that. We'll give some thoughts on uh, Alexandrov and Hofer when I guess next we record a, a regular episode next Saturday. Uh, but mm-hmm. um kind of talk about their tournament as a whole, but I've really liked what I've seen from Alexandrov. I actually think he might be, uh, I don't want to say a, a super steal cause he was a, you know, a, a decent second round pick, but he's, he's got some stuff I really like about his game. He get laid the big hit again, which I don't care that much about, but it's nice to know he can. Yeah. And, uh, he's got a really wicked shot. He could be a real asset on a power play. Um, and Hofer looked really good. So, you know, he's an 18 year old goalie and the, WHL, Portland Winter Hawks, but um, I know more about Canadian junior hockey than I ever wanted to. But yeah, it's just a fun tournament. Uh, there's We're about halfway through, so avail yourself of the annual opportunity to uh, go and watch some of this. And I will say to you, Ian, if this thing is ever closer than Buffalo, mm-hmm. we got to go. Oh, so that'd be amazing. We would just take a week off and go up there. Is that ever, ever going to be closer than Buffalo? Even sometime, maybe if it's in Buffalo, we can pull it off. But <laughs> maybe in the, Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. But how? Right. But how are we to get there? We'll have to drive, <laughs> that's right? Because we certainly can't fly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they're doing they're doing some of the younger stuff in Ann Arbor this year. So if they ever did like that, I'd be all in. But um, yeah, I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Do you have anything to add? I, it's just fun hockey to watch. It's like yeah. crazy fast. And like, again, you're looking at kids that are really good and you're seeing uh-huh. some really raw talent. And it's just fun to see something less refined. It's yeah. fun to see something that's a little more... I, I like the NHL, but I'm going to say just a little more fun in terms of like, wow, I didn't think that could happen. Well, and it's so passionate too. Every goal matters so much. And, and they're kids, so they're a little less restrained and professional. Yeah, exactly. You know? and, and for sure for guys like Alexi Lafreniere, who's going to be the first overall pick next year, and you know the the guys who went high this year, the Trevor Zegrises, who's dominating, by the way, the Ducks prospect. Thank you for passing up on him, Chicago. But <laughs> for those guys, obviously this is hopefully just the start of a very long NHL career. But for like half of the guys in this tournament, this is like the pinnacle of their hockey careers. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a whole Kazakhstan team where I don't think they have a single NHL draftee. And there are a couple other teams, like Germany has only got one or two, mm-hmm. and a couple that are maybe projected draftees in 2020. But, like, those guys, you know, those guys are, like, the top. This is the tops for mm-hmm. them. And even if they all lose all their game. Um, yeah, it's still fun It's experience. still, like, a it's huge the experience for them. And, and so, yeah, it's just a lot of fun to watch. What has not been a lot of fun to watch is the days tick off the calendar without Alex Petrangelo signing. We've gone longer on this before, so we don't necessarily have to dive deep into this right now. But Ian, I'm going to be honest with you. My panic meter is pretty high. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is because we've talked about before. I just, I don't know how you can let him walk. And I I know they're not going to trade him because... They're just not because they're mm-hmm. loading up for the playoff run and they're too good. But and we're like two months away from the trade deadline, yeah, more little, or less. A little under two months, February twenty fourth. They they can sign him whenever, and it I could, won't be upset. But it's, it's nev- gonna be. We never know with Doug, right? But like, it feels the, like it has to be in January, doesn't it? Yeah. February is too close. February yeah. and like you said, they might not trade him, but 
Uh, the one seen... hypothesis I saw, which I get, it does make sense that one guy, and it, I think it was just one of our wonderful Twitter followers, so mm-hmm. no, no one with uh, advanced insight that I know of, but brilliant in his own right. Uh, but they they mentioned that maybe we announce it at the All Star break, so it's like a big thing because he's you know an All Star for the team, and that'd be great if they're just sitting on it. But mm. man, I'm getting more and more nervous, and the better and better he does, the more and more it costs, and it's just like I I'm really worried that they're just planning on letting him walk. That's that's the part of me because the Falk move still doesn't make any sense to mm. me. And if they're just going to let him walk, it's just like, oh, like, fine. Like, I don't think this team just becomes rotten without, oh. without Alex Petrangelo. But as we talked about before, you ain't got no clue. You don't <laughs> you don't know what this team is without Alex Petrangelo. Because it's, it's, he's as close to a quarterback, like as close of a, a, a parable, parable, parallel, mm. perhaps, to a quarterback as there can be in hockey. Mm. You know, you're 25 minute a night, shut down defenseman who's also a, an offensive weapon. Those are so rare. And your captain, like, you know, I don't think the Patriots would just fall apart if Tom Brady left. But you don't know what the Patriots are without Tom Brady. It's a whole new experience. They're not the dynasty anymore. They're some team. They're some team with a lot of good parts and a really good coach, but they don't got Tom Brady, so you don't know. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're just fine. Maybe they're better. Probably not. But <laughs> and, and maybe, you know, without Tom Brady, they free up the salary room to go make moves that make them better. But right now, you look at this Blues team and you're saying... As Doug Armstrong, you're saying we have a five-year window to win and we'll worry about the ass end of the brain-shin contract after that because, hey, we we owe it to this team and we owe it to this fan to load up and win, and that's fine. And if you believe that, you absolutely have to resign Alex Petrangelo because you just don't know. Yeah, you can't tell me you're not worried about the Shen contract, but then go ahead and be like, "Yeah, but Petrangelo is just too pricey, so yeah. we had to le- we had to leave it there." Be like, "You then you signed the wrong people." Quite honestly, yeah. you signed the wrong people. You made the wrong commitments, yeah, for sure. Um, and you've got the fail safe of the of the expansion draft. You know, if 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 you still have Falk and Petrangelo and want to resign Pareko, you can let Falk walk. Falk walk. You can let him go because. <laughs> He's got a no trade, right? Not a no movement, so yeah. he can be exposed. But um, yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't. I'm not trying to end on a sour note. I guess we probably should have put this earlier because, <laughs> hey, we're happy. We're happy. Uh, we're opening the door and getting on the floor and walking the dinosaur. But um, you know, our very favorite song. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but uh, I will not. I will not set the podcast and play it in. But. Um, don't you give me that look uh but uh but i've totally lost my train of thought um but yeah i mean we your fault we don't want to let him walk we and i don't i just don't know how you justify not re-signing him yeah I think trades. I think trades least likely at this point and i don't and i don't think it ever switches it's either he's signed or he walks at this point how do you just like how do you let your captain walk a year after bringing the Stanley Cup? The very first. Here's a fun one. The very first. The first ever one. And here's a fun one for you. He's got little babies and yeah. they wear blues colored sweaters. Ah! 
<laughs> They'll grow out of them. What if he, we're just going to pick up our phone one day and he's just going to be extended? Cool. It's going to be I like mean, a fault contract where I drive off the road. What if he, uh, what if we win the cup this year again? Do you think they, like, he resigns for any amount? Do you think he's like, now it's triple, then of course you can't resign my asshole. Or do you think, like, <laughs> you know, like. So specific yeah. graphic. You know, or does it matter? Or do if you let him walk after two cups, you're like, well, I don't give a shit now because we won two cups. We can just be in the doldrums for the next ten years. I don't care. But I guess to me, I wonder if it changed anything because really, if you keep them, that's your, you know, that's what you're shooting for. You're just going, okay, we're keeping them for our second cup. You know, do you, is that good enough that you go when you let him walk? You okay? Or does that change everything? And now you're like, well, now we have to sign him. He's the captain of a two cup team. I'm I'm so torn, right? Because before this season, in my head, I know that I want to be the common sense guy that says, you can't pay Alex Petrangelo eleven million a season for eight seasons. Can't do it. You can't do it. Those are the contracts that kill teams. And then I see Alex Petrangelo play as mm-hmm. well as he's playing right now. Oh, he's on dynamite And right I now. watch him hold his adorable children, who, by the way, we can just draft at the end of this contract. You can just draft them, Doug. And then you'll have two Petrangelos and a third Lady Petrangelo. And that'll be your whole defensive core. Uh, but no, but like, I just like, oh, I can't. I didn't think I was as emotionally attached attached to really any player, but watching Alex Petrangelo play for another team would hurt me. I think that would yeah, it I would wouldn't like that at all. Physically, way more. I did again. I didn't think so. I would never have thought this, Ian. Mm-hmm. But I think more than any player on this team. And, he's just been here for so long, and, I feel and like he's it's the so blue. Because he feel like. No offense to him, but he feels like kind of a milk toasty player, like as good as he is. Like yeah, you know, he belongs here. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. But like as good, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, as yeah, good yeah. as he is, he doesn't have like a real personality other than the face touches. Yeah. He loves the face touches. He loves to but, touch that face. Uh, but uh, I hope I'm still out for Trangelo. <laughs> okay, I am good. The face is still here. But yeah, I mean, I just like. I don't, you know, if we, if we like traded Vladimir Tarasenko, like that would suck. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, but like he won the cup here and he's great and mm-hmm. we love him. And like, I don't know why, but in the last couple of, couple of weeks, the more I've thought about like, we, we could be playing. And then that's what really scares me is like, maybe we're just planning that he will walk, mm-hmm. you know, like we'll make an effort, but maybe his asking price is just way too high. And Doug said, okay, I'm going to get Falk and we're just going to have our contingency plan already in place, mm-hmm. which is smart. That's great. Yeah. If he if he really gets to a point where he's like, I really don't think I can match these numbers, then don't leave it and then have this gaping hole. If you've got, you would still have a, a top 10 defensive core mm-hmm. if Alex Petrangelo walks. But like, again, you just, you still don't know what your team is at all. Yeah, I'm very nostalgic in that I just want him to, I want him to be the Blues defenseman. Because, yeah. like, he's, I think he's tied Al McKenna's yeah. in assists. He might have passed him at this point. Like, he just did. He, he could, yeah, he that. could be the Blues defenseman. Yeah, I mean, he practically already is, but he would be unequivocally the Blues defenseman I, of all, like, say, that guy. I would say if he retires a Blue, mm. 
after eight more years of a contract or a little more. Do it. I know I what you're saying. Say face of the franchise of all time, arguably. Would you say, Stephen? <laughs> Would you say? If he, what if, I like all these what ifs, we're just going what ifs. If he plays eight years, eight more years here, let's say we contend for most of them. We get close, we get back to the Stanley Cup, we lose. Let's say we just don't ever win another cup. But we look very good uh-huh. for the most part while he's here. He flirts with a Norris but never gets a Norris somehow. Even though I feel like somehow it should be one in there but he never gets one. Uh-huh. But he finishes the, his career here. He has all those points. Now I know what you're asking, and I'm preemptively looking up. Stuff. Is he better? Oh shit! <laughs> than Chris Pronger. Oh, is he a, is he the is he the Blues better defenseman? Better for the Blues or better? Overall? I guess no, not overall. I guess I'd say like, is he now oh, he the, blues more to the Blues defenseman? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, oh, yeah. I guess that's an easy one. No, I mean, it isn't because Chris Pronger won a friggin' Hart and Norris Trophy in the same season. Because up until but last Pong... year, I think, up until the Cup win, I oh, think yeah. he's the Blues, Chris Pronger is the Blues defenseman, mm-hmm. but I think Alex Petrangelo, Pronger after the Cup McKinnis win, yeah. are kind of equally yeah. on there. And I, I think, think Petrangelo's in the conversation, mm-hmm. and if he sticks around and does very well here, I think he's moving himself past them. Yeah. I think if he if he plays the rest of his career here, mm. I think he's probably a Hall of Famer. Like, mm. he's on the borderline. His points aren't really there, mm. but he'll be way over 1,000 games, way over 1,000 games. He's already got 728. Um, he'll be that easy Hall of Famer that doesn't blow the doors off, but you look at the stats and you go, well, I don't see how he couldn't be, yeah. you know, sort of thing. Yeah, and you'll just know enough. You know, he's... If, if, if he plays for one team, I, it may be in jeopardy if he plays for two. But, like, mm. if he plays here, he's our captain, he won us the cup. Even everything else he said is true. Never gets a Norris, never gets a uh, an, uh, another cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think he's got a chance. And I don't know. Even abandoning all that, like, if he even signs the contract, like, no matter how it plays out, definitely retired jersey number. Mm-hmm. Like, you're talking about pillar of your franchise and the thing about it that makes it frustrating is this isn't like an albert pujols contract mm-hmm. where like he's already started his decline you know and mm-hmm. like he'll, it'll be ungodly price like if he if he goes out and somebody pays him 12 million a season blessings on you and your house <laughs> go make your money because mm-hmm. i don't want any part of that but like if you're talking about even 10 million a year for this guy he's gonna be worth that in years one through three Probably going to be worth pretty close to that in f- four through six. The cap will continue to go up, and I could give a damn about your seven <laughs> at this point. Yeah. You know, God only knows. Hockey will be played in virtual reality by then, <laughs> so it's the future. <laughs> Jay Bowmeister says I can hold on for one more year indefinitely. <laughs> Keep going forever. I've got robot legs now, Robot Jay. But I just want to see that happen. And yeah, maybe that's like selfish well, from a fan's perspective but it's like please please be that i want the blues to have that the, thing think about it the blues have literally never i guess bernie federka no mm. not 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 bernie federka no. but he's as close as we'll get yeah. they have literally never had a player who played his whole career here and and was a very top level player mm-hmm. with due respect to the Plager brothers. Mm-hmm. They mean so much to this city and it's no disrespect to them, but they were never in the 
amongst the elite players mm-hmm. in the league. You know, like even if Petrangelo never nails down the Norris, he is certainly amongst the best defensemen of the decade. He could well be for the next decade. You know, he's right in that conversation for the best overall defenseman of this generation. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I just don't, just don't let him walk. And if like, and as I said before, and, and, and you're totally right. It's not going to happen. But like, if you know, he's going to walk, trade him, mm-hmm. try, try, see if, if, if Toronto's willing to give you William Nylander, Nylander for an extended Alex Petrangelo, you'd be insane not to. If you know he's gonna walk, mm-hmm. you know I just, just uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a nervous now. And and as we've said, could drop, could mm-hmm. just happen any morning. We could wake up, roll over, you know, and look at our phones and be like, Alex Petrangelo signed an eight-year, seventy-eight million dollar extension, you know, and mm-hmm. hooray! And then it's done, and then we never have to ever talk about it again, ever. Ever, because if it's you know at the end of that deal, if he's if it comes to that time where it's like, hey Alex, you're better than our team is now, but you cost too much, would mm-hmm. you want to trade? Then fine, you know. I mean, I mean, in that sense, like it's not you know it, that's the kind of Federico thing mm-hmm. where it's like technically played for the Red Wings, but nobody cares. You know, yeah. it's very different from Hall or Pronger or somebody. But I don't know. I just really want to see him come mm-hmm. back. I've be- I've gone beyond the point. I really thought I could be rational and reasonable about all this stuff. And I really thought I was going to be the guy saying, you know, no, you know what? You can't just re-sign everybody on the cup team. And I believe that. And mm-hmm. I'll be the, I'll, I'll bang the drum for like, hey, you got to at least think about trading Jaden Schwartz this offseason. We're getting there. It's a different conversation. <laughs> but, um, but, you know. Right now, where I'm at right now, this second, I'm not rational about Alex Petrangelo. <laughs> He's the one. I would have let Braden Shin walk. You know, there were a lot of a lot of things I would have done differently. But even before and certainly now, I'm like, no, you got to keep this one guy. He's got to be, you got to keep him. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know, that's where I'm going to stay until we know one way or the other. Mm-hmm. You have any more thoughts on that? January will be uh, hold your breath month. That's right. Every second of every day. Hooray. All right. Well, we can call it a, a night there. Uh, that is all you'll hear from us this decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to come back in living color uh, on um, Friday night with a bonus episode. Mm. Should we tell them what it'll be about? Of course we can tell them what it'll be about. It's going to be uh, Alex Petrangelo Love Letter. Yeah, one hour. Uh, no, it's going to be a, a retrospective on the decade that's been. I think we already said this, so we're not giving, mm. we're not giving away the farm. But yeah, I mean, we'll do uh, Team of the Decade. We'll be a big focus and talk about the players of the decade. But we're also going to talk about some fun things like top moments of the decade, maybe bottom moments of the decade. A mm. uh, lot of fun. It's just going to be kind of a goofy look back at easily the best season, of, uh, best decade in Blues history because mm. it has the only Stanley Cup. But even beyond that, just transformational in ways that I think you will have forgotten until mm-hmm. we look back at it. Cause I have been doing that and thinking, Oh crap, that happened this decade. And, and we've been recently talking about like the 10, 11 team and the, you know, Oh seven, Oh eight team. And it's like, Oh my God, like those were very different teams. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about all of that on Friday and get you two episodes for the price of not having any last week. And until then, very happy new year to you all. 
and I don't know. Bye. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you.